Hi, I'm Scott Hervey from Weintraub Tobin. And I'm Josh Escobedo with Weintraub Tobin. Welcome to another installment of The Briefing by the IP Law Blog. So Josh, if I were to tell you I was going to a spin class, what would you think? I think you were going to Soul Cycle after you left the office, Scott. Right, and that's exactly what Peloton thinks. So Peloton is arguing that the trademark spin owned by Mad Dog Athletics is generic. When a trademark becomes generic, this can be a serious issue for the trademark owner. Generic terms are terms that the relevant purchasing public understands as primarily the common class name or the name of the goods or services put in the common parlance or, you know, <laughs> speaking more clearly, if the general public primarily understands the word to designate the product rather than the producer, then the word's generic. And generic terms are incapable of functioning as a trademark. Uh, they're incapable of denoting the source and are not registrable on either the supplemental register or the principal register. Generic terms are terms that the relevant purchasing public understands primarily as the common name for the goods or services. And there's a fine and sometimes elusive line between generic and descriptive marks. The distinction can make a very big difference to the trademark owner. A mark is considered merely descriptive if it describes an ingredient, quality, characteristic, function, feature, purpose, or use of the specified goods or services. The determination of whether a mark is merely descriptive requires consideration of the context in which the mark is used or intended to be used in commerce and the possible significance that the mark would have to the average purchaser of those goods or services in the marketplace. The mark need not describe every characteristic of those goods and services. Uh, as long as it describes one of them, it could be descriptive. And descriptive marks are registrable on the supplemental register, and they can be elevated to the principal register once they've obtained secondary meaning. On the other hand, generic marks are never registrable on either or on either register. Right. And there's a two-part test used to determine whether a mark is generic. The first question we ask is, what's the class of goods or services at issue? And the second question is, does the relevant public understand that designation primarily to refer to that class of goods or services? So in the case of the trademark spin, the class of goods and services at issue are stationary exercise bicycles and fitness classes utilizing those stationary exercise cycles. And then the second question would be, does the relevant public understand that the word spin primarily refers to stationary exercise cycles and classes that integrate or use stationary exercise cycles? The test turns on the primary significance of, that the term has to the relevant public. So with that in mind, let's turn to the issue that's got Peloton all wrapped around the axle. And that's Mad Dog Athletics, the owner of a number of trademarks that incorporate the word spin, and I believe they're based out of Venice, California. That's right. Mad Dog registered its spin trademark on the principal register in 1998, and it's uh, since become incontestable. Earlier this month, Peloton filed a petition to cancel Mad Dog's spin trademark. Apparently, 
uh, Peloton and others in the fitness industry had received numerous cease and desist letters from Mad Dog. In its petition, Peloton asserted that spin classes and spin bikes are part of the general fitness lexicon and Mad Dog's trademark for spin has become generic for said stationary bikes and exercise classes. Peloton in their petition made reference to a number of things including uh, Wikipedia which states that indoor cycling is often called spinning. They also reference the Urban Dictionary which defines a spin class as a, a group exercise in which participants ride stationary bicycles. Peloton referenced a 2017 Wall Street Journal article titled, I Hate Spinning Then I Spun, which detailed the author's survival of seven different spinning exercise classes in seven days. Peloton's petition lists numerous other articles, memes, and blog posts that use the term spin in a similar fashion. And here's the irony. While a generic term cannot become a trademark, a trademark can become a generic term. The more popular a trademark becomes, the more likely it is that a trademark will become generic, causing the trademark owner to lose its exclusive right to use and protect that trademark. This is commonly referred to in the industry as genericide. And Josh, consider some brands that were once protectable trademarks and are now generic. Elevator, cellophane, aspirin, Murphy bed, thermos, and even yo-yo. These were all once marks that had protectable trademark uh, authority and now they've become generic and they've lost all trademark protection and they've become just generally available to the public. Right, and building on that, if Peloton wins its petition, it can then refer to its stationary cycles and classes using the word spin. But as you know, this doesn't happen overnight. So how can a brand prevent this from happening? The key really is to educate the public that the trademark is the source of the product and not the product itself. Consistent use of the circle R or the trademark symbol is a great place to start. And also uh, using the brand name along with the general name of the product, such as Kleenex brand tissue. Xerox ran an advertising campaign that was really clever. Uh, it said, you can't Xerox a Xerox on a Xerox, but we don't mind if you copy a copy on a Xerox copier. Really clever. That is clever. Did Mad Dog do any of that? Mad Dog's website makes use of the circle R and all references to spin and spinning are to Mad Dog's products and Mad Dog's classes. They do use the spin brand uh, in proximity to uh, a reference to stationary bicycles and to their fitness programs. Mad Dog's been extremely active at the T-Tab uh, and has also spent hundreds of thousands of dollars each year sending letters to infringers and journalists informing them of the proper use of spin and spinning. So what are your thoughts on Peloton's case? It's really too early to tell. 
mean, canceling a trademark on the grounds that it's become generic, especially after the mark has become incontestable, is a very serious and drastic remedy. And I'm pretty sure the TTAB is not going to take it lightly. The TTAB will require Peloton to introduce significant evidence in order to establish that spin has become generic. We're just going to have to wait and see how much evidence Peloton introduces and if the TTAB is moved by that evidence. We'll definitely have to keep an eye on this one. Thank you, Scott. Yeah, thanks, Josh. Thanks for listening. I hope you enjoyed this installment of the briefing by the IP Law Blog. Be sure to subscribe to our podcast, visit our YouTube channel. Don't forget to subscribe to that as well. And check out our website at theiplawblog.com. Thanks.